What's up, guys? Rick here with your betting and one and done preview for this week's Bermuda Championship. Fresh off the Hideki Matsuyama victory, I tip my cap to each and every one of you that had a Hideki ticket. Little bit nervous on Sunday, the final round around 10, 11, 12, but he got the job done, won by five shots. We'll see if we can find. A winner this week in a field that is, uh, I, in my opinion, much more wide open. There's a cut. It's not a full field. More on that in just a second. We'll look through some tournament matchups. And if you are in a one and done, which I know a lot of you are, talk through some good options there. Interesting. Let's go. This right here is the tournament predictor tool on rickrungood.com. It is a tool that simulates the results of the event 1,000 times. Then it compares it to the odds and uh, sees if there's any value. Uh, a couple of things right off the bat. There are large discrepancies. And I've said this before, but I, I really mean it this time. Uh, between some of the numbers on some of these guys for this week. Even near the top. Uh, Christian Bezadenhut, anywhere from 12 to 1 at DraftKings to 17 to 1 at PointsBet. Mito, Pereira, anywhere from 16 to 1 at DraftKings to 25 at PointsBet. Uh, Patrick Reed. See, this is interesting too, right? So, uh, Mito has a better number at BetMGM, but Patrick Reed has a much better number at DraftKings. So it's not even like it's across the board. One of these books is better than another. And you're going to see that trend as you continue to go down. Um, Chad Ramey, I think, is a good example. 28 to 1 on DraftKings, 40 to 1 in some other places. So you really want to be shopping this. Use this tournament predictor tool. You can use Odds Checker. That's what I use. They have a grid where you can see the odds. I just think it's really important this week more than most just because there is not a consensus amongst the industry. Now, to the results. Uh, Mito Pereira won 10.5% of the simulations. That is the largest number of anybody. And I guess it makes sense, right? I mean, listen, I, I love Mito. The idea of how good he has been um, in the last six months or so, the fact that um, he is a proven winner, the model loves that, right? The model loves win rate. Four wins in his last 42 starts, all of them coming on the Corn Ferry Tour, three of them last season. Great ball striker, high upside. Um, just look at the strokes gain total numbers if, if that's all you really want to look at over his last eight or ten starts. I mean, it's just been it's, – he's been phenomenal. So it, it's really no surprise to see uh, him be near the top of the simulation – and here he is at the top. So again, 16 to 1. He, he's If he wins at 10.4% of the time, he is a value at every single sports book um, on the planet because he's anywhere from 16 to 25 to 1. You can shop it. Caesars has it at 25 to 1. If you go to rickrungood.com slash bets, Caesars is giving away $5,000 in free bets. It's crazy if you sign up. And they have the best number on Mito Pereira. Uh, then it's followed up by the other big three in this field, which is Patrick Reed, Matt Fitzpatrick, and Christian Bezayden Hope before there is a sizable gap down to kind of the next tier of golfers. So Reed and Fitzpatrick won at about eight and a half, nine percent of the time. And then Bezayden Hope won at about 7.3% of the time. Now, uh, anecdotally, you know, Reed at 20 to one or 22 to one at Caesars, which he is right now is a nine time winner. Um, it's almost what like when Brooks gets to 30 and you just kind of have to auto bet him. Uh, Patrick Reed at 22 in a field like this as as a nine time winner. Maybe you should be auto betting him. 
I'm not. I'm going to save my kind of units and, and build my betting card a little bit differently uh, just because of, of what we've seen from Patrick Reed, which is horrendous golf. Horrendous golf. And I know that he does not need to have form leading into events. He doesn't. Um, but this is such a big red flag for me, losing uh, six straight events off the tee, five straight on approach, and some of them in, in sizable numbers. I'm just going to take a pass. I'm more excited to bet on Mido, and I'm more excited to bet on Seamus Power. More on him in just a second. Matt Fitzpatrick, um, 8.4% of my simulations. It's kind of a fair price, uh, depending on where you're getting him at. If you're getting him at uh, points bet, it's very fair. If you're getting him at Caesars, you're getting a little bit of value. If you're getting him at DraftKings, at BetMGM, and FanDuel, um, <clears throat> you're probably losing a little bit of value. So the number the number is probably 11, 11 to 1. That's that's kind of the, the I don't want to say break-even point, but that's kind of the value line for Matt Fitzpatrick. If you can get him at 11 to 1 or longer, it's probably a fair bet or a value bet. If you get him at... Um, you know, 10 to one or shorter, you're probably giving up the value there if you care about that in just a point or two. And then Christian Bezadenhout, um, uh, listen, you know, he's won on, <clears throat> excuse me, the European tour. Uh, he's played well on the, on the European tour. I, I'm not sure this is a particularly great spot for him. Port Royal, very unique golf course in the fact that it's short and you have to be accurate and you've got to be a great ball striker. I'm, I'm not sure this is the spot for him, so I'll just take a pass. But there, those those four are clear big four in the simulation results because then you go down to Seamus Power at 4.7%. That's a 3% gap. That's a pretty significant gap. But Seamus Power is kind of in a tier of his own here, right? Because he is 4.7% uh, winning the simulation. And then the next closest guy is 3.1%. So he's kind of a, he's he's like the fifth golfer in a tier of his own here. So the way that I started my betting card for this week is I bet Mito and I bet Seamus Power. Uh, and then I just fired a bunch of darts down at the bottom, but we'll talk about that in a second. So Seamus is interesting for a couple of reasons. Again, huge discrepancy in his numbers. 20 to 1 at DraftKings, eh, I'm lukewarm on, right? It's a very fair number in terms of the value calculation. 25 to 1 at BetMGM, okay, that's that's starting to get better, but 35 to 1 at PointsBet and Caesars are the real value numbers. I mean... <laughs> Is there been a time recently in which the guy with like the fifth shortest odds um, you could get at nearly double the odds at a different book? That's hard to find. Okay, so you got to really take advantage of this. So Caesars and points bet hanging a thirty-five to one on Seamus Power, who again, um, I have a lot of different ways I could try to illustrate this. I talked about it on the DFS preview on Monday. Seamus Power has been uh, one of the better golfers on tour. For a long time. So here's the last 50 rounds. And I'm actually going to get rid of the fact that they have to be in this field and just look at the best player's strokes gain total over the last 50 rounds. Seamus Power is right here. He's 12th. He's better than Victor Hovland, Paul Casey, Aaron Wise, Jason Kokrak. He's just below Justin Thomas, Sung Jae. I mean, these are the who's who of, of players on the PGA Tour. <clears throat> Excuse me. And with that, he's very accurate with the driver with the driver. He's a great approach player. He's gaining across the board in all four major categories in his last 50 rounds. Um, this is the exact type of golfer I would want to roll out this week. So Seamus Power uh, has has already gotten my investment. He's a clear tier of his own here at 4.7%. What I will say is interesting. Those are the only five golfers that won this simulation at least 4% of the time. Sometimes we might see 
eight or nine different golfers that have won it that win the simulation four percent of the time. Only five this week. And what you'll also notice is that 74 golfers won the simulation at least one time. It's usually in the 40s, right? So what does that say? It says this field is wide open. It says this field um, anybody can win, right? There's a lot of there's a lot of variance here, especially on this unique type of golf course. Uh, Brian Gay was what 300 to one when he won this golf tournament last year. So it's it's wide open. The simulation understands that 74 different golfers won the simulation at least one time out of 130. Remember, the field size for this week was 132. Uh, They didn't fill it. You know, we had some WDs. They ran through the alternates list. They could not fill it. Uh, As of Tuesday morning, the field set at 130. That still might drop. It's not going to be ramped up to 132 again. So um, a smaller field than even... The tour anticipated this week and 74% or excuse me, 74 different golfers won the simulation at least one time. So I think you should be um, deploying kind of a hybrid approach on your betting card this week. Like I'm going to, I'm going to take Mito and power at the top and then I'm going to just fire probably five long shot darts and we can talk about some of those guys here in just one second. Before I do that, if you like what you're seeing on rickrungood.com, I give away um, a subs- two subscriptions to rickrungood.com every single week. Uh, one way to enter is to like this video, make sure you're subscribed to the Rick Run Good YouTube channel, and comment below with who you think is going to win the Bermuda Championship. That's way one. Way two is to go over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and review on the podcast version of this show. It's called 300 Yards to Unknown. It's linked in, in the description. Say something nice. Leave me your Twitter handle. That gets you into a draw as well. You do both. You get two chances. I give that away every single week. Uh, as far as long shots go, um, I'm probably staying away from this kind of middle area. Like, I'll... I'll, I'll wait and see on Alex Smalley. I'll wait and see on Chad Ramey and Hayden Buckley, guys that I think are very talented who have come up from the Corn Ferry Tour last year. Uh, they're making a little bit of noise, especially Hayden Buckley. I'm, I'm going to wait and see, see how they do. I'll take a, a, a slower approach. Um, I would not mind uh, Patrick Rogers here. 40 or 45 to 1, depending on where you're looking. And Rogers has a, a really unique skill set on the PGA Tour. Uh, he's a very good driver, and he's a very good putter. Those two things do not normally go together. Uh, when he gets them both going, he can be very, very noisy, right? T6 at the Fortinet. 13th place finish at the Barracuda, T5 at Barbasol. He's going to miss some cuts. He's going to finish in the 40s and the 70s and stuff like that, but he is high upside, uh, which is something that you want here when you're trying to win a golf tournament from 40 or 50 or 60 to 1. So I certainly would not mind Patrick Rogers. Going down a little bit further, um, I don't mind David Lipsky. Probably not going to pull a trigger on a victory outright. I know there's been a lot of... Uh, support around Jason Duffner this week. I understand it. I see it probably will not get my investment because I think I like Mark Hubbard more. And again, 50 to one at BetMGM or 70 to one at PointsBet. That's a big difference. Well, what does um, what does Mark Hubbard do very well? Uh, or what does he not do very well? Well, he's a constant loser uh, off the tee and strokes gain tee to green, but it's generally because he lacks the distance. 235th on tour this season. Uh, obviously, only a couple of rounds this season, but that's generally the same. Averages, you know, barely 290 yards. So he loses a lot of strokes off the tee based on distance, but he's very accurate and he's going to hit a lot of fairways. And then when you put an iron or a wedge in his hand, 
Now you start to see some confidence. And this is what I'm okay with seeing. Volatile in a good way. I talk about it all the time. Here's the putter. <clears throat> Minus three at the Shriners, plus five and a half at Fortinet. Plus three and a half at Wyndham. Minus two at the Palmetto. Plus three, plus four, plus four. Like, yeah, give me the volatile putter. That's that's what we want, especially a week like this. Um, this is probably a course that he is licking his chops that he gets an opportunity to play at. Uh, I wouldn't mind Sahith again. We're going to find out. We're going to learn what Sahith is. Different books are giving him different levels of respect. 34 to 1 at FanDuel, 50 to 1 at points bet and DraftKings. So you can shop that number. Um, I don't know if we have. I might be cooling on Brian Stewart. I think Brian Stewart is um, clearly a very good fit. The course history hasn't been great. The recent form hasn't been great. But we talk all the time. There's four or five weeks a year you can play guys like Brian Stewart. Um, They show up knowing they are behind the eight ball most weeks on the PGA Tour. When guys like Brian Stewart get here, they start licking their chops. He's 90 to 1 or 80 to 1. I'm not against it. I'm just probably cooling a little bit on him. Um, The other one that I did uh, bet would be, I don't mind Neesmith either, uh, would be Dylan Wu. So Dylan Wu got a win uh, late last year on, or late last season, I guess I should say, on the Corn Ferry Tour, the Albertsons, yeah, Albertsons Boise Open. No, no, sorry. He won the Price Cutter Charity Championship presented by Dr. Pepper. Great name. How could I have forgotten that? My bad. Uh, so that was at the end of July. Love, love it when guys can win on any tour. Uh, then now in the two events that he's played with his full-time tour card this year, Gain strokes off the tee in both of them at the Fortinet and the Sanderson Farms. Made the cut at the Fortinet. Still trying to learn what the rest of his game is. He popped up on the uh, the Trends tool this week, which the Trends tool essentially just says, hey, if every single person, if every single golfer in this field continues to hit the ball the way they're hitting it and get back to their own putting baseline, um, who's going to have a breakout week? And Dylan Wu was one of the guys on that short list. So that's probably the way that I'm going to approach this. It'll be uh, Mito. And it'll be Seamus. Two guys that I love to back. Two guys that I think have a chance to win. I'm not going to miss an opportunity to back those two guys. And then I'm going to complete my card with probably four 60-1 or longer guys. Uh, And I'll narrow that down some way from, you know, it'll probably be Dylan Wu. Actually, I think I've already bet Dylan Wu. It'll be Dylan Wu. It'll probably be Patrick Rogers, who I'm not sure is in the 60s, depending on where you're getting them. And then it'll probably be Hubbard and... I'll find one more. I'll find one more. Um, And then that'll be my card. And I'll have six guys in Bermuda, and I'll take my chances from there. Let's turn our attention to -to head-to-head matchups because there was a couple ones that I saw that were really interesting here. Um, And I'm going to show you the head-to-head matchup tool here on rickrungood.com in just a second. Hayden Buckley is minus 140 over Guido Migliozzi. I, I, I don't have enough data probably on, on either of them here uh, for the matchup tool, but what I can do is I can load them both into the Holy Grail here. And let's see. I mean, I don't have a lot of rounds on either of them. I think I have four rounds on Guido, or I'm sorry, eight rounds on Guido maybe, and I have probably 20 on Hayden. No, I have a little bit more. So here's what I have. 20 rounds on Buckley, 14 on Guido, um, and those are, they're, they're measured rounds, right? That's the way this works. And Guido's been significantly better over those 14, right? So here's here's Guido's 14 rounds. They are a T4 at the U.S. Open, T13 at the Travelers, missed the cut at the Open Championship, 32nd at the Olympics. 
And then Buckley, um, see, the thing with his are his two most recent, his two events this season have been great, like really great. T4, T8, uh, gaining strokes across the board, but the rounds that we have in history before that are not that good. So I'm not sure what to do with this. I probably won't bet it. I was just stunned to see Buckley as a pretty significant favorite, minus 140 over Guido here. Uh, maybe you'll pull the trigger. Maybe you'll bet this. I would probably lean the Guido side. I probably won't bet it, but wow, it's, um, it is interesting. What I also want to do is this, and this is not going to really tell the entire story, but I just want to continue to you know educate and uh, talk through some of these things because golf data is it's great, but it is also it also can be troublesome, right? Like let's not oh I'm not even sure I have enough rounds here to get to Mito. Give me one second. Let me see this. So it's Mito and Fitzpatrick, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, I'm going to just open this up to basically when Mito came up last year, which was around the Fourth of July. That's when he got his promotion. So, okay. So since then, well, Matt Fitzpatrick only played 10 measured rounds. It doesn't count as Europe. Okay, so this is, this is my point, right? So on the surface, uh, Mito has been much, much better than Matt Fitzpatrick over the course of whatever time frame you want to go with here. Since Mito came up onto the PGA Tour, he's lapping the field with him. The problem with this is this doesn't include Matt Fitzpatrick's European Tour victory last week, which would obviously give him a significant boost. Um, and also the fact that Matt's, Matt, Fitzpatrick, Matt Fitzpatrick only played 10 measured rounds uh, since Mito came up. But uh, he is, Fitzpatrick is, again, a large favorite over Mito. Minus 140 to Mito's plus 115. Again, doesn't pass the sniff test for me. There are other factors that we can take into account, but that's, to me, this doesn't pass the sniff, sniff test. Let me see if I can find one to actually throw into the simulator here. Here's a really great one. Again, I don't know if books are... We're seeing so many discrepancies this week between books and what they're offering, between the my model and what the numbers at the sports books are. And, and quite frankly, a lot, of, a lot of weeks, a lot of the numbers uh, in my model match what's on the sports book, which is a good thing. That's, that's saying what I'm doing is, is right uh, or is close enough, right? How about this one? Matt Fitzpatrick, minus 180... Over Patrick Reed, Patrick Reed is plus 145. I'm running the the, the results right here, and I open this up uh, to the start of 2021, which is generally my default um, time frame. I have Patrick Reed winning this four-round matchup 58% of the time. I think Patrick Reed should be the favorite here, and I know he hasn't played well, and you can see that kind of tail off uh, on, his, on his model here. You can see he's been stagnant, essentially, since June. And still, still a 58% chance he wins this matchup at plus 145. I think he should be the favorite. So I'm going to have to bet this one because I do indeed bend the knee to, bend the knee to the model. But it, it's just a jarring amount of, um, of discrepancies this week. Let me see if I can find one more. Okay, here's one. And I had to go to Caesars to get this. Um, Lebiota, Hank Lebiota, they have it minus 105 against Patrick Rogers minus 118. I love Rogers. Uh, however, the model, even with Lebiota's recent struggles, have him winning this matchup 57% of the time, which would be minus 133, meaning I think Caesars has the wrong favorite here. So the two bets I'm going to make in the, in the matchup department, 
Libiota over Rodgers, and what was the other one? Reed over Fitzpatrick, and that we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But those are those are pretty big discrepancies. But there's there's a lot of them. If you pl- go and plug in all these golfers, there are a lot of different numbers that we're gonna have to take advantage of this week. One and done this week. Uh, first of all, don't sleep on the Bermuda Championship. One point one million for the winner in a hundred and thirty golfer field. Yeah, okay, because. Uh, Remember this. This is now a full, uh, I believe, a full status PGA Tour event. So I tweeted this out. So two years ago, when this event started, the the winner's share was like five hundred and fifty thousand. Then last year, I think it was like seven fifty, something like that. Now it's one point one. You got to take this one seriously. So the good. So I I, I listen. Fitzpatrick winning back to back in two different places across the world probably not. You can save Fitzpatrick for somewhere probably better or not use him. Does it really matter? But Zayden Hote probably not going to get there. Uh, Reed, the form scares me. I'd rather see it somewhere else, uh, which of course leaves the two guys that I bet Mito Pereira and Seamus power. You might've already used Mito this swing season. Uh, Seamus on the other hand, you probably haven't the good news for either one of those guys. You're probably not saving them for, for anywhere in the new year. So uh, the default answer has to be one of those guys. Um, if you do not want to use, or you have used Seamus, and Mito so far, I think the next logical option would be to probably ride the hot hand of Hayden Buckley. Again, you're probably not going to use, we're going to learn what Hayden Buckley is this week uh, or in the next couple of weeks, because he has been kind of a two faced golfer in his PGA tour career. Really, really good. And really, really bad. And we're going to find out what he is. And if he's really, really good, you're getting a great value on him and he might win this golf tournament. Uh, outside of that, if you want to go with someone that you think might be a bit more safe, Russell Knox, approach play in Bermuda wins, uh, course that should fit him, no problem there. You could go pretty far down the list here because basically everybody, everybody in this field, you're not saving, right? You're, you're not saving anybody in this field for an event. You do not have them earmarked. You do not. So you could really just get away with playing anybody. I'm going to get away with playing Mito and Seamus. Uh, and I will go from there. Let me know what you think. Let me know who you're playing. Tweet me at Rick Rungood. Leave a comment below. Best of luck this week. And I'll talk to you guys soon.